Good design can enhance daily life, boost business efficiency, empower marginalized groups, and improve public spaces. In this B-side episode, Nina Santamaria, Principal Designer of Interior Design Firm Grupo Santa Maria, talks to Business World Senior Reporter Joseph L. Garcia about designing for both businesses and marginalized communities, as well as the transformative effect of well-planned spaces. Your presentation says that one of your objectives is to cultivate joy. How do you do that with design? Use a space that allows you to be the best version of yourself. Whether you're a student, let's say you're you're a young person, you just want to be able to study well. You find yourself in a space that has good lighting, like a good comfortable chair, a proper table. Everything is in, is in order. You have proper place for your books, for your stuff, your bags. You will be able to study better. That's just super a super simple explanation. If you're a housewife or a mommy, you want to be able to cook nice meals for your kids. You want to bond with them while you're using the kitchen. You want to enjoy finding what you need easily, then the kitchen that we designed for you will make you happy. If, if we take into consideration everything that you dream in a kitchen, you want enough storage, you want to, yun ngay, parang as simple as, you want to talk to your kids while you're cooking. How we will design your kitchen will enable you to do that. You're not facing the wall when you're cooking. We're going to put your kitchen cooked up in an island and you'll have a breakfast look in front. So you get to interact with your kids or your guests while you're cooking. As simple as that. That changes the game as compared to your cooking when you're facing a wall. Mm. And then your kids will have core memories growing up there with mommy. When they watch mommy cook and they're learning the recipes. Therefore, heritage is passed down. Parang culture is passed down through recipes because... They're included in the process of cooking. Little things like that. That makes cultivates joy in the family. Okay. Yeah. On a more serious note, Mamani, we were talking about the law firm a while ago and you were like, yeah. good, this good design helping business. So could you tell us about that too? Okay, so definitely in retail or in offices, good design will really help your business because one, it's space planning. If you have good space planning, you'll have good traffic flow. If you have good traffic flow, people won't be bumping into each other. They will be able to work in peace. People are not bumping their seats or getting into their light or something. So office from an office perspective. So it's really efficiency of space. How do you make the most out of that small space? How do you put a proper place for everything? Storage, books, reception area. How do you position it to greet your clients? If your clients come inside the room and they don't know who to talk to, that's already a turn off. They leave, right? As compared to you, you're greeted by a proper receptionist facing the right way. Also individual spaces and Boundaries. If you have one big table like this and all the lawyers are working here or paralegals, <laughs> it's going to be annoying or distracting because you see everyone. But if you give them proper tables, isa isa, even if it's small, they'll be able to work better in the privacy of their own desk. Same with retail. Of course, if you design the space based on what we mentioned earlier, like studying the customer journey, analyzing their brand uh, identity, then that's going to be good for business because you'll have a better impact on your uh, buyers, your customers. Okay, and then you've been in the business for 20 years. How much has the field changed from 20 years ago to now? I mean, I understand that one of the things, for example, is sustainability is no longer a premium. It's an urgent need. And then, of course, you know, trends change and things like that. 
So, yeah. First of all, technology is the number one difference like between like how the landscape has changed from 2003 to 2023, diba? Grabe technology now. Joseph, I started with manual drawings back in the day, you know? And it would take me a week to submit... Like uh, illustration yeah. boards and all that. Illustration yeah. boards and like we have all of these data if you want to browse. Those are our plans and perspectives made manually. I would submit 3D drawings made with colored pencils and, and it was so hard to revise stuff and like if the client didn't like it, I had to redraw everything which cost time and, and money. But now, uh, everybody knows... AutoCAD and all these computer programs. So that's what we use. It's easy to submit. It's easy to revise. It's easy to make presentations. So it's also, uh, uh, there's an advantage and a dis- disadvantage. What about we work faster. What about from the consumer side? Like what what are the differences that they look for now as opposed to before? I mean, before, I said, you think they're designing, they make the space beautiful, but now. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things. Um, things such as brand identity and um you know these weren't things that people said casually before <laughs> nobody said these things diba? but we had to learn it and uh, there was no social media before so now you really had to deal with requests that i want an instagrammable space i want an instagrammable room so grabe yung change diba? my 2003 self would never understand like <laughs> but now uh you know i want something that will look good that will reflect my values as a person. Like, I want a house that will reflect my values as a person. And I think this is because of how accessible information is for everyone. People are able to, com- my clients are now able to communicate better what they want as compared to 10, 15 years ago. Gusto ko lang ng modern na interior. Parang that's it. But they don't know what modern means, diba? They feel like it. they want modern, but when they show you stuff that they like, it's not modern. It's not. So you have to interpret it for them. But now I feel like communicating is easier. They are more exposed to different design styles. And obviously, I feel like they value quality more now than before. They do. Parang they know that it's better to invest in quality pieces than just like uh, apply and like, get stuff that will make your place look trendy. Okay. And then, so, okay, let's get to your charity project. So you are planning fundraisers so that you could renovate the space for... Children's Org Foundation, yeah. And resources for resources the blind. Yeah, could you yeah. tell us about that? Okay, so these are two foundations that we've been constantly donating to through the years, either through Christmas charity efforts or just, you know, every time they need something, they they give us a call. Like we, for example, the orphanage, uh, we want to join a, a sports fest. We don't have money for uniforms or something or we don't have money for the bus. We help them. But this is really just coming out from the company yeah. funds. So uh, all these little things that and we're glad that we're able to help them with that. But we just want something a little bit more impactful now, which is to really re- renovate their space. So you're doing the fundraising to renovate the space. Renovate the fundraising the space. is through the talks with Apples and Green. And Kitty okay. So we plan to uh, charge a small amount lang naman for tickets. We don't know. the We'll be announcing the venue and yeah. the dates. But... Uh, it's basically a, a seminar or a workshop where you can. It's open to the public. So no, what I wanted to know is you are going to renovate the spaces for disabled people and yes. disadvantaged children. Yeah. How do you design for blind people? They don't see it. Precisely because um, it's so personal to me because 
the satisfaction of appreciating interior design is mostly visual, diba? But we forget that component of ease of movement, ease of flow, the sense of touch, the sense of smell, sense of hearing, diba? If you're impaired visually, you have all these other senses that we would like to address, diba? It's really a lot of touch and movement. It's something that we are glad to take up. We're really looking forward to take that up. But it also requires a lot of research. But it's really more of how do you compensate with all the other senses if you're already visually impaired. Yeah. So you can you, enjoy. Yeah. What are you planning to do about the space? Since you're still planning it, man. Yeah. Well, we plan to... Um, as a PWD, you need to be able to encourage uh, independence as much as possible. So you're not solely dependent on people who are yeah, caregivers. So it's mostly pathways, path making, mm. path designing, self assistance na mga uh, furniture, you know, like. But it's really it's being done all over the world. <clears throat> tayo lang yung, I feel like there's a lack talaga or an absence of attention to, yeah. to all these PWDs. So lang naman lighting eh. Like when we design it's everything. If you want to avoid accidents, then don't put sharp edges. And then you need to be able to have markers. Kunyari, they're they're ju- just holding the rail. You might have to put a marker or a pump to signal that it's gonna be a left turn left all these things for the disadvantaged children I think it's pretty obvious that they need a lot in life yeah but how do you design a space that you know you know uh, we've been there several times and I've seen them and like they're not neglected the spaces are really you know they, they it was designed with a lot of care by the house mothers but kids kasi lalo na the ages of let's say three to 10 or 3 to 9 yan. they have needs eh, that will affect their development like they need to have their own space na we've, we study this when we make children's rooms na if there are shared rooms hindi man pwedeng maglagay ka lang ng dalawang kamay that's it it's really healthier for kids for their own development to have pa rin a sort of whether it's just a curtain <laughs> dividing the rooms or just like their own little desk where they can express their personality these rooms kasi are lacking in orphanages parang it's really just a, a room with beds diba? so parang walang sense of personality yung mga bat. Hindi na encourage yung sense of personality nila because basically they're just trying to be given proper shelter, food, basics, ba? clothing. So we just wanna enhance that part, the shelter part. So you want to be able to give them a nice, um, they have an art room but it's not really very, it's really just a basic room. If you want to enhance their creativity, give them something, make it conducive. Hmm. Ba? Make it conducive, nice activity, chairs and tables, lighting, materials, area, you know, uh, it's something that we have to study. But mostly like the steeping areas, the art areas, the dining hall, you know, just make it feel like a home more than just a institution where they are safe. This is funny because both of the groups that you mentioned are like the least, their last priority when it comes to design. It's people yeah. who can see. see and then they're, I mean, even with children's rooms, I mean, with children, my parents are paying. Yeah. <laughs> they don't tell me what to do. Yeah. But I think it has a lot to do also with the inclusivity of design. So how do you make design? Right. It has to be inclusive. Because design is for everyone. Whether anong age ka, from a baby pa to a... That's what we are really 
Um, I always try to put an educational angle whenever I deal with clients. I try to educate them about why design is important, why you have to pay for design, basically. Bakit, why do I have to pay for design? Because we think of all these things for you that we study. And in the end, this improves your life and the lives of people around you. Yung sinasabing ni Joseph kanina, the kids' space, diba? Parang, yeah, that's like one of the least na you would design for. But then, those are the most important years of a person's life, diba? Yun yung formative years nila, eh. Imagine remembering a childhood that was, you know, parang you have a you have a, a dark room or you're always bumping into things or you just didn't have your own space. You always had to share, share everything. You as compared to you were given the comfort of you were in, encouraged to have to form your own individuality, diba? Um, ah, mahili ka ba magbasa? Okay, bibigyan kita ng reading corner. Diba? Yung parang, ayun, itong, itong anak ko, ang galing mag-drawing nito, bibigyan kita ng, ano, ng art space. And then they remember that. That's what happened to me. Kasi my mom really just saw na, ah, okay, parang mahilig mag-drawing itong anak ko. I-enroll ko ito na, bibigyan ko ito ng, ano, ng art corner. Diba? So, I grew up very sure of what I wanted to do in life. So, na-affect yung childhood ko because of my have my space. So, like, I always like it when clients come to me na, you know, my kids' grades are better now. They do so well. Ang ganda ng grades nila kasi ang ganda na nung study area nila. Or ang sarap na maglo- everybody in the house learned how to cook because the kitchen was nice na. Or my in-laws like visiting us because ang ganda ng guest room. Tapos, ano, they enjoy using the majong area. Therefore, we don't like going out anymore. Ayaw na namin mag-hotel-hotel mag pag-holiday because everybody wants to enjoy the house. So in that way, you affected them. You affected their family life. You affected the core memories of the kids. Diba? Yeah, I wanted to ask also, a lot of yeah. people think that interior design is just about picking a lamp. But yeah. what about all the examples of exactly. people? So with all the examples of people, how do you yeah. change that perspective on what the interior design is? It's just constant, you know, constant education of clients and peers, constant enlightening. I just really uh, don't shy away from questions. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mind repeating myself or explaining myself over and over again. Um, the minute you just have no patience anymore to answer curiosity of people, of clients, pag wala ka ng patience, sagutin yun. Wala na, you're done as a designer. But you just really have to keep explaining, di ba? Okay, oh, and then yeah. I understand a lot of what you showed me, except for your fundraising projects. Part <clears throat> of these are for wealthy people, and then we're talking about the inclusivity of design. So, how do you make design more inclusive for the masses? Wow, uh, that is actually the thrust of so many designers I look up. So many furniture designers. Ito, ganitong chairs, these were all like designed for the masses, diba? Parang, yung mga mass production nila Charles and Ray Eames na sobrang vintage treasures na sila ngayon and people pay a premium for it but it they must be turning exactly. exactly. they must be turning in their graves kasi hindi naman yung intention nila in life kasi they really wanted to design affordable good design and for people to buy it so that it would make its way into the homes of a lot of which it did back in the day. Diba yung mga, yung mga chairs na pinag-aagawan ngayon ng mga bidding? Those were government office chairs. Diba? All these mga waiting chairs. These were designed by iconic designers we know today. But that was their thrust. You will design furniture that will go 
will be enjoyed by everybody, hindi lang by the elite. Pero ngayon, bumalik na kasi parang naging rare treasure sila. So people are paying so much just to have a chair from these. Ano. But yeah, uh, how do we design for that? That's an ongoing uh, an ongoing endeavor, Joseph. Parang it, it's what all my design idols have tried to do. We're trying to do it because we have a variety of clients, I would say. Diba? Like I said, it's not just like the wealthy retirees we have we've had clients who are just starting out we've had clients who just invest who's invested they've invested in like small units and they want to airbnb it mm. so that they could you know parang save money and we've done those parang just simple simple airbnbs um we've done uh but that's it because i also can't see na design doesn't cost money because it does <laughs> yeah. design costs money so it, you really get what you pay for so if you we usually ask a client in the beginning what's your budget so aside from what's your timeline what's the style what's the concept we really ask them what's your budget because we base it from there so we, we will know already what we can do with the space based on that mm-hmm. so we're a pretty flexible no, you're paying for labor and yeah. time and education yeah. and all that so yeah. yeah I completely understand it but yeah Okay, so we've talked a lot about this, but like, okay, so we've talked a lot about cultivating joy and whatever, but like, what is the importance basically of, this? I guess that's my last question, of a well-planned space? How does it change lives? You, you gave so many examples a while ago, but you personally, what do you think it does? As long as a space makes you feel most like yourself, I guess, parang that's the simplest way I could... I could see it. Um, if it makes you feel like you're what you you imagine your ideal self would be, then that's a good space. If your if your ideal self is you know you want to feel comfortable and cozy and safe and at peace, and you feel it in this space, then I've done my job, right? Or if you want to feel you want to feel aggressive and you want to feel like a boss, a boss man, a lady boss, or a powerful figure, and I've made you feel that way by staying in your space, I've done my job. That's my, that's actually a nice thought. I just realized this. Okay, so the spaces that make you feel the most yourself and uh-huh. your your most ideal self. Yeah. How do you apply that in institutions? Like, for example, mm-hmm. a lot of your buildings are old, for mm-hmm. example, and you know they suffer from outdated design plans. Mm-hmm. So, how do you apply that concept of being the best self? In your you are in a government office mm-hmm. that you have designed, or a store, you know, a public place, basically. Uh, what is the aim of that space? What What is the aim of that space, right? Why are you there? Why are you falling in line? Let's say, give me an example of BIR. BIR. Bakit ka ba nakapila sa BIR? Di ba? Magbayad ka ng taxes or something. But if you're like forced to fall in line in such a dirty place and like, uh, you know, a dark, danky, dirty place with no proper speaker system and people haggling you daming mga ano ba yung bout fixer daming fixers and ganyan ganyan there's no proper line you really feel shitty diba such a bad government parang I'm not getting my money's worth which sucks being a Filipino paying taxes parang ganun but I mean if you design it in such a way na you're respecting the taxpayer by providing him with a well lighted space proper lines a nice waiting area and you know, an efficient speaker system calling you, sir, ganyan, your number, kindly step up to. You'll feel 
like you're respected, diba? I feel respected here. I feel like a respected taxpayer. Ms. Santa Maria said a well-designed space encourages independence among persons with disabilities. It leaves a positive impact on customers. It allows you to be the best version of yourself. This has been another episode of B-Side. Subscribe now and enjoy a new episode every week.